just like that. The second hour is here. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. Six and Peabody, our location with E-Hot Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Kelly Stewart in for Chad Withrow, who is currently, I believe, flying. He, he may be in St. Louis waiting on a connection to Omaha Oof. where an ice storm hit yesterday in Nebraska. I don't miss this that is, weather This is an annual uh, voyage for Chad. And I would say three of every five years, um, there is a big snowstorm. There is ice. It's never good snow. Just so you know, I grew up in Kansas. It's never like a beautiful light dusting of snow, like white Christmas. It's Just torrential, torrential <laughs> snowstorm where you get eight foot snow drifts and nobody can drive anywhere. Or it's like freezing rain, like power lines are getting pulled down. It's What's it's up with terrible. the timing of this every year, though? Like this is, this is the week where it is always just awful. Yeah, because you're not in school. And, yeah. and there, like, there's been so many Christmases, it's like, cool, you could go sledding, but nope, there's no snow. Yeah, he will be snowed in. Sometimes he even is snowed in to the point where he can't get out on time. It's, <laughs> uh, there's always a story. A, st- a great story. Maybe it's a primary complaint that uh, Kelly has, but it's uh, for tomorrow with her traveling as well. Um, Chad will beat you on the traveling stories, though, trust me. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, NFL Network reporting recently that it's a it's a 10-year contract 125 million dollar extension that Michigan has on the table for Harbaugh who was suspended for six games this past season Michigan in the college football playoff uh, coming up against Alabama this week here is the deal though with some parameters we it had been reported that they were going to have a contract back across the table to Harbaugh where they were going to tell him, Michigan was going to say, hey, we want you. We have backed you. We're going to battle for you. Screw the NCAA. We want you here. They're going to try to drop the hammer on all the investigations that are going on. Here's a contract to prove that you're our guy. You're a Michigan man. You're winning. We love you. 10 years, 125 comes the report. But... He's got to agree that he's not going to flirt with the NFL. Well, he's been flirting with the NFL for years. Yes. And I think ultimately he wants to get back there. But there's also... He has a Super Bowl from San Francisco. No, no he, lost, he to lost to Baltimore. That's right. He lost to his brother. Yeah. Yeah, the lights went out in New Orleans I, that, in that game. I, that was one of my very first wagers ever, by the way. In, Did in you win? Uh, I believe we had the Ravens. I cannot quite recall... It was like when I had first moved to if Vegas. If you can't recall your first bet, to me, that means no, you lost your bet. It, no, no, no. It was like more one of the, like, walking up to the window and placing it oh, myself, right? Like, okay. I'd always, like, been in the sports book and seen things. But, like, I remember walking up to the window physically with my own money and, like, betting with some of my guy friends. And I remember the lights went out. And I think I actually must have had San Fran because I was like, please, I hope the lights stay out. Please, I hope the lights stay out. I, I thought, I, I mean, San Francisco with Kaepernick at oh, quarterback. Oh, yeah. And that was with Kaepernick. Flacco. Yeah, Flacco. Yeah. I knew it was Flacco. So, if he wanted to go to the NFL, he had an opportunity, a great opportunity last year and the year prior. He had the owner, the new owner of the Denver Broncos fly to Ann Arbor as a last-ditch effort to woo him to be the Broncos' head coach. They end up with Sean Payton, who I think's done a great job after yes. being crucified for that one in five start, and rightfully so. He's turned things around. They're playing a lot better, and Russell Wilson seems to be fixed based on 
what he was De- doing last year. fixed. I mean, he's not throwing terrible De- interceptions. He looks he looks like the guy that here's here's fixed. He looks like the Russell Wilson that was consistent in Seattle. Okay. That's uh, I think. But that's he doesn't the, cook. He's not Mister Unlimited. So I don't no. think he's fixed. I think he's well, just mediocre. But fixed based on what we saw from Hackett and company a year ago. And then the one and five start, it wasn't based on Wilson's play. Right. So I, I, I do think that pairing, and it, it was, Peyton chose this. He was out for a year, chose to be married to Russell Wilson. I think that's working out okay, that dynamic. Now, the rest of the team will see. Defensively, I think they're a much better team, which, yeah. is, which yes. is what you really wanted to see because that yeah. was... More broken than Russell. Unless they're playing Fangio in Miami. That was a hatred beat. Since that game. So if we take that game and we go forward, I think they're one of the most improved defensive teams. So from the perspective of Harbaugh, he's had opportunities. He also knew he was bringing back a roster, Kelly, where he believes there will be 20 players that could play in the NFL next season. Now, some players are coming back for an extra year. Some, you know, injuries will play a factor, whatever. But he knew the roster was stacked. And he's coming off of a a college football playoff loss to TCU. And he's he's got a roster where he can go win a championship. Do you think that held him out? Or do you believe that he's he's in in for Michigan based on the offer? No. 0-7 in the college football playoff. Here's the thing. There are... How many NFL teams? We know the Chargers. He's already been flirting with them. Right. The Panthers are in the market for a new head coach. Yeah. Where else is another logical spot for Harbaugh? Because don't also forget, we got to find a spot for Bill Belichick, too. Yeah. um, So New England could be a spot. Again, I'm looking at where they've given power to coaches. That's one, right? Uh, Chicago, to me, makes sense. Oh, you think they're going to get rid of Fluss already? I Well, they played well. They won. They, I get it. They, it was against the Cardinals, whatever. Um, but Eberflus, like, he's coaching for his job. What we've seen from that offense and, I mean, the defense, not great. They've traded away a lot of talent. They've been rebuilding. Do you want to continue to build behind the defensive coordinator that was in Indy? That We have not seen those results. Fine. Maybe they bring him back. Maybe they don't. But, again, like, that would be – that's a pairing – much like Peyton chose Wilson, with the you have the, you have two first round picks, potentially the number one overall pick based on Carolina, trading that pick yeah. to Chicago. Harbaugh would have two first round picks, and he would have Justin Fields. And if he likes Justin Fields, he could keep him. Doesn't have to. I, I it's just an intriguing spot based on the the management factor. I find how it rather the, the control you would have. I I didn't think they would ditch their coach in Chicago. Well, they would also have to ditch their GM. Harbaugh's not going to have a GM. Correct. Is there a sign-by date? Is this, does this expire? Because I have a feeling if they lose to Alabama on New Year's Day, he's gone. Uh, he's going to the NFL? He'll be in the NFL. Because he is 0-7 so, in the college football playoff. If Okay. so If he play, can't win game one in the college football playoff, what are we doing? But, I mean, he's 0-7 and he's losing to Alabama in the playoff. He didn't coach in, uh, on game day. He coached during the week. Didn't coach on game day six different times, and he's getting a 10-year, $125 million offer that will go up. I mean, all coaches have raise season every single year, extensions upon extensions. He's getting that before he even plays a game. 
and they want him to say, you're and not going to flirt with the NFL. However, if he beats Bama, let's just say he goes on to win the title. I think they'll win the title. What does the offer look like then if he hasn't signed it? But it's that's going why, up. That's why I want to know. Uh, he has this, a lot of leverage. Is this So as somebody who's also in contract negotiations, I find it rather interesting because yep. at what point does he have the ability to say $125 million is not enough? Well, that might be enough, but the the idea that he can't look around because in the NFL? If he wins the national championship, absolutely. Is he going to think he's worth more money? I think also, depending on your happiness, and I don't think this NCAA thing is just going to go away. Well, but what may go away is college football as we know it, and they have a super conference within this period of time that it but takes the NCAA to lay the hammer down. They may not have control of that. I don't forward. think that's going to happen. There may be a commissioner of college football now. Well, I say now, two or three years from now. Yeah, I was going to say four years. But do we? does that impact what Michigan is going to do with their program? They, I mean, they, they, they've admitted that they it's, – it's more about the way Harbaugh has treated the NCAA than it is what the infractions that have occurred. Because the Big Ten even admitted that they can't prove he did or did not know about Connor Stallions and what was going on there. Again, uh, use common sense, but they can't prove it. Uh, given the fact that so many presidents, chancellors, ADs, and coaches in the Big Ten wanted Tony Petiti to lay the hammer down, and the idea that the Big Ten couldn't prove it, if they had proof, you better believe Ohio State, Purdue, any, any of these teams, they're turning over that evidence that Harbaugh knew. Someone's rolling. I mean, Ryan Day tried. I, I know. But I they, mean, he spoke out very like passionately about, hey, look, we know they cheat. And then yet the big nobody thing, can actually prove is it. Is whenever you give the middle finger to the NCAA, you normally they lay the hammer to you. Right. So they when he said I you know, I don't recall, and this was going back to January with the the recruiting violations. You know, he they tried to flip it and say it was over a hamburger, but it was a, a COVID year recruiting violation where he said he, he did not recall what was going on. He didn't help, he didn't cooperate. They'll treat that with uh, more more heavy-handed than what's gone on with Connor Stallions because they don't have the proof. Otherwise, the Big Ten would stay in this. He wouldn't be coaching right now if they had the proof. I think that's pretty evident. They dropped their investigation after the three-game suspension to end the year. Ah, this whole thing is just such a mess. I and he's still getting the 10-year 125. Yeah. Well, that kind of shows you that Michigan's like, hey – we're it. Let's get married. I, like, but, we're but your last coaching so job. So they suspended him self-imposed for three games to begin the year. And then they back off and acquiesce to the Big Ten after fighting it publicly because more info came out. There was another coach that was involved in running well, his mouth remember, about the investigation. Remember, he got fired right before the Penn State game. I mean, they're not right. fired. Excuse me. He had, like, you know, the penalties coming out yes. right before. Yeah. That was a big middle finger from the Big Ten. So I thought they must have something conclusive here and the to do that. In the very next week, they were going to a hearing on Friday, and Thursday is when Michigan stepped back and said he's going to serve out the remainder of the suspension. Again, even though Michigan did that, they're still offering him. And prior to this, there was a report that there was an offer on the table to Harbaugh, middle of the year, that they wanted him to sign prior to the game against, what, Purdue, I think? There's um, been a few times they've tried to extend him. Or was it Rutgers? Yeah, but they, they, they've backed him the whole way. So... Do they end up offering him uh, the same contract they take away the NFL clause? Yes, they'll end up doing that because they backed him anyway through this. 
That's I don't agree true. with it. That's probably true. I still stand by that I think if he loses to Bama on uh, m- next Monday. See, I think, I think win or lose, he's bolting. You do, win or lose. I think a lot of why he stayed had to do with this roster. I would agree with that. I, J.J. I think, McCarthy and company. And, and Well, I don't think it's J.J. McCarthy. I think he's okay. He's, he's a, a good game manager. but I He's think a it's, first round pick. Well, we'll that's crazy we'll, we'll to talk, think about though. We'll talk about this in five years. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think JJ's uh, an NFL quarterback, but I do. Oh, think but, this but in defense, college, it's great for him. Yes, but I do think this defense has six or seven NFL players yeah. on it as it stands today, uh, and that's where I love certain teams to really come in and to be able to step forward. JJ McCarthy does just enough for this offense. And then the defense makes massive plays. I mean, we saw in the Big Ten Championship game. I mean, Iowa did not score a point in the Big Ten Championship game. So, J.J. didn't have to do anything. He was never under pressure. He was never rushed. There was no reason to make a bonehead mistake. Now, against Alabama, we're going to find out. But I, You like Michigan. I do like Michigan. I like them a lot in this spot. Who do you think they're playing? Texas? Because you said you, you think they're winning the title. So, personally, I have a wager well I have a couple of different wagers on Washington so when I okay. say this there's some some definite biases with my money and where I'd like everyone it to go. has doubted Washington all year so Michael Penix Jr. Um, has had a couple weird games right a couple flat spots I would say yep. for Washington where they kind on the of road yeah where they kind of fell off um, and then all of a sudden everybody just bailed on this team then as you know double digit underdogs in the Pac-12 championship game yeah I took the four and a half, uh, but I also have we have we do a college football season wins pool. So every win you get uh, goes into a pot. Right now we have not gotten a single bowl win, and I'm talking with you know San Jose State is a ten and a half point favorite. New Mexico State is a three. It's been brutal. We now have a one game lead. So I need Washington to win the college football playoff for this call this big money league that I'm in. And so there's a little bit of bias there. I will say. Well, but the bad the bad performances for Penix have been in tough. Uh, conditions, I believe. Oregon State yes. comes to mind. Yes, oh, Corvallis is a tough place to play. But the, I think it was raining yeah. that, that week. Uh, I, I look at the, I mean, they're playing in the, the Dome, right? New Orleans. Yeah, they're playing in New Orleans. And yeah. look, Texas fans are all blowing me up saying, can you get, can you figure out how to get tickets to this game? I'm going, go on some aftermarket site and just pay for them. Sorry that your school didn't get enough. Uh, and they're like, oh, you hate my school. I'm like, no, I don't hate your school. I just think you're consistently overvalued. I made Texas a one and a half point favorite in this game. So they have a little bit of little bit of uh, location in their favor, right? Not being too far away from Texas there in New Orleans. Washington fans have to travel a little bit farther. But I think this is going to be a really good game. I, I think it's a great playoff. Um, I, hate, I hate it for Florida State. I do. Oh, of course. But Who doesn't? This, this is, I mean, this is a ratings bonanza. Oh. This is going to well, be epic. If it was Florida State in over Texas, I think it would be higher rated. Um, not, obviously, with Jordan Travis. Not with the third-string backup quarterback. But I yeah, Because really, Rotomaker is going to, he's entering the portal. Yep. So that's the tough part, right? And, and, and rightfully so. You know, and that's part of the reason why Florida State's trying to leave the ACC right now because they think that that's why they didn't get in, and uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, that I think that is that in the quarterback situation, of course. But the the Texas value, the eyeballs on the program, uh, the everyone recognizes Hook'em, right? Same with Bama. Same with Michigan. Uh, Washington is the you know the the underdog team, even when they're unbeaten. The, and I mean. 
And they'll be, they're leaving the Pac-12. They'll be, no one's viewing them like Texas, though. Like, Texas is bolting for the SEC, and it's like, oh, this is going to be, we're going to have the SEC chance. Bolting for the Big Ten in the way that Washington did it, by standing back, waiting on the Pac-12 to crumble, and then they bolt with Oregon. Like, they get the benefit of the doubt, and they're now like the, uh, you know, the, the, oh, look at how great Washington has been. They're going to lose in the playoff, but it's a great storyline. No, no, no. I, I'm with you. I, I've undervalued them. Uh, I do think that Texas is valued at a great level, though. They're really good. John McClain joins us next. He loved Baltimore in the preseason. He and Kelly are going to be right about the Ravens. Starting January 3rd, you can catch OutKick's original and fearless content at our site, streaming live. It'll be live on the site. That's the only place to get it. Outkick.com slash watch. You click the watch tab at outkick.com and all of our shows streaming live each and every day. You can still head over to YouTube to our channel there. If you're watching that now, we appreciate you. Our on-demand content will be there. Uh, but for the one-stop shop for all things Outkick, outkick.com. Click the watch tab. Join us there starting January 3rd. John McClain joins us as he has each and every week for uh oh he's about to join us he's about to jump back in kelly uh, john has been on our show with uh chad and myself for like 15 years now he's been a part of something we've been doing uh pro football hall of fame selector he's covered the nfl for nearly five decades like he's been there and done that what he also does is predict who's going to be in the super bowl he does that often and He's hit it yet again. John, good to see you. Hope the Christmas was great for you and the family. And, uh, well, you and Kelly, you're high on Baltimore, and you had the Ravens as your pick for the Super Bowl. Congrats, because they look great right now. They do. And, Kelly, nice to meet you. Um, there's two games left, but after last night, unless they get a lot of injuries, like to Lamar Jackson, it is amazing. The teams that look the best just happen to have the fewest injuries and happen to have healthy quarterbacks. So right now, considering they're built for the playoffs, they can run, they can pass, they have quarterback can run, they play great defense, they can play outside, they can play inside. But if they play San Francisco in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, it's going to be really hard to beat the 49ers twice if I were the Ravens, I would hope the 49ers get upset so I could play another team that wouldn't be so upset at being humiliated uh, in prime time uh, as they were last night. What do you make of Lamar Jackson, John, who is uh, leading this Ravens team, doing it without Mark Andrews, loses J.K. Dobbins early on, a run-based offense. Uh, they want to throw it more. They added some pieces to the wide receiving core, but it's still all about Lamar Jackson, who has won MVP once before unanimously. And you mentioned key players lost. That's two. There's so many other teams that have been dealing with so many injuries. It's whoever, survival of the fittest, and it's a war of attrition, too, because if you keep your players healthy, you've got the best chance to win. Jackson is still the most dangerous quarterback because of his mobility and he throws it still always has bothered me the way he throws sidearm but obviously he's effective I go back you know he's won one playoff game 
And then, he, and then that game, the Titans won in a huge upset. He went, didn't he account for over 500 yards in a losing effort? It was close, so right it was now, close to that. See, You're right. I don't see any AFC team because Kansas City is so discombobulated. Miami, Tua Tungabailoa, is healthy for the first time. I think the real threat to the Ravens would be the winner of the Buffalo-Miami game in two weeks in South Florida. And because the Bills are hot, and uh, that would be another team that the Dolphins would have beaten with a winning record because it's been few and far between. I think Cowboys are the only one. So it's going to be a lot of fun in both conferences, but uh, I don't think there's a lot of competition right now if the road goes through uh, Santa Clara in the NFC and Baltimore in the AFC. John, you took the words right out of my mouth. I don't think there's as much competition in the NFC. I think the AFC top to bottom, well, at least the top five, are much more competitive. Who do you think has a really good shot here to give the 49ers a run for their money during the playoffs? Uh, uh, I would love to see a Super Bowl with Detroit and Cleveland because of their long-suffering fans. The Lions haven't won a title since the 50s, and they've won one playoff game since those titles, just won the division for the first time in 30 years. The Browns haven't won a championship since 1964, which was Jim Brown's next to last year. Blanton Collier was the coach, but it's the fans that I would like to see rewarded. I don't see the Lions going to Santa Clara and beating the 49ers on the road the way the Ravens did. Um, Dallas, no. Dallas just lost two in a row. They're wimps. When they go on the road, they're like, they go into the phone booth and they come out as Clark Kent, not Superman. And I think they're just such a disappointment. Every Cowboy fan I know just cringes at the thought of having to play on the road, even if it's Tampa Bay. Now, Philadelphia lost three in a row. They almost lost to the Giants. So I don't think there's any real team in the NFC that has balance on both sides of the ball that could beat the 49ers. Uh, maybe, maybe the Lions, but you know what they say about those indoor teams going on the road in January to play. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing when it comes right down to it, probably the Eagles because of the experience, because of the balance, but they just don't look good right now. I'm glad you agree with me on the Eagles not looking good right now. Jonathan Hutton over here, sure tried to make a compelling case for this Well, team. I lost you guys again. I can't hear Oh, anything. you lost the audio. Yeah, I, well, so I, the compelling case, though, for me with Philadelphia is this. Uh, their talent. Their talent around the quarterback. Mahomes just doesn't get it done this year because the confidence level in his receivers are it's just not that I don't I wouldn't trust them either. This has been going on since week one when they lost to Detroit. And they were Yes, it has. They've been nearly unstoppable when you play Kansas City at Arrowhead. Uh and the games that they're losing to Arrowhead this year, it's part it, it's it's part uh, you know, other team doing some really good things schematically. But in large part, it's receivers that are just dropping I'm passes. sorry, I didn't hear that. My sound went off, and then it came back. We can hear John there, so yeah, we'll check I've on John. Now, but it just keeps going off. Yeah, well, so, Kelly, I'm, I'm all in on Philly figuring things now, out. It doesn't mean that I think they're going to continue to uh, go on this tear and be back in the Super Bowl. I just trust them to figure things out and actually 
play teams the way we're used to seeing Philly play. I don't think Kansas City's doing that. No, Kansas City's not. I wouldn't even put them in the – I would not even put them yeah. in the conversation right now, unfortunately. Yes, you mentioned talent-wise. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback right now as it stands today in the NFL. Yeah. He's still making his GOAT campaign. Um, obviously, he's got plenty of time to do so. They're not doing it this year, though. But he's just not, and he's he cannot do it by himself. Years past, we saw him be able to make plays um, where – Nothing short of miraculous. And now this year we're seeing other quarterbacks. You know, John just mentioned he didn't like the way that Lamar throws sidearm. Yeah. Well, Patrick Mahomes sure throws sidearm and nobody says a single thing about but it. He's, but he's done it where he's done it in the postseason when it matters. Right. John, we've never seen Mahomes go on the road in the postseason, which is crazy. Uh, I, this year, I don't care if they're playing at home. I think they're losing in the postseason. I, they're just not built in the same manner. And I mean, I don't blame the reports that, you know, Mahomes doesn't necessarily trust his receiving core. We've known that for weeks. They're so discombobulated on offense, out of sync. You see their frustration, slamming their helmets, arguing with each other. They're not used to living like the rest of the NFL lives. I think it's great if they have to go on the road for a change and try to win because based on what I've seen uh, recently, they're not going to win a playoff game. John, you mentioned Dallas and having to go on the road where they haven't they haven't had success now three and five this season. What does that mean for Mike McCarthy? They've had back-to-back 12-win seasons. Nothing to show for it. They've lost back-to-back years to San Francisco. Jerry's not getting any younger. And he wants another title. They've got talent. They've got a contract for Dak Prescott where they're going to have to do something there moving forward. Again, is Mike McCarthy one of the surprise coaches that no one's talking about when we, we were talking about him for two years and now it's just a foregone conclusion that he's not on the hot seat? They can't win on the road and they've been really good at home. We know how good they can be. They're going to have to prove it in the postseason. If they lose again, what does that mean for him? I don't think Jerry Jones is going to fire McCarthy. He's not a quick trigger owner. A lot of people think he's impulsive, but he's not when it comes to his head coaches. He may make significant changes. You think about this, they got issues of defense as well. Dan Quinn, everybody yeah. loves him. But their defense has not been real good either. So I could see him making some changes. Maybe hire another offensive coordinator and say, Mike, your season was nice while it lasted, but we're going to make these changes. If somebody can try to help us be more consistently productive on the road. Because winning on the road is basically mental. Yes. Uh, who's going to win period in the AFC South? 0 for 4 this past weekend, and the Texans remain in the thick of it because Jacksonville can't slam the door. Yeah, Jacksonville's lost four in a row. Trevor Lawrence is hurt. They're not playing well at the wrong time. I think Indy's going to beat the Texans in the last game in Indianapolis, and Indy's going to win it. And Jacksonville, to me, they got the tiebreakers. They need to keep losing for the Colts. As far as the Texans, I mean, everybody thought they're going to be the second worst team in the league. Right now, they've won eight. If they people are going to be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs. Now, look at all these other teams that have their starting quarterback. And I think, well, would the Texans have been better these last two games? One beating the Browns uh, or the game before when he went out. Uh, if he had, if Stroud had stayed in, had lost his tight end for two games, his top wide receiver. So, Texans have been bombarded with injuries, and it's a miracle they're where they are. Kelly and I were discussing earlier uh, comeback player of the year with what Joe Flacco has done since week 13. Now three consecutive games over 300 yards passing, 
the, the results are fantastic in Cleveland. They're in the, they're right now the five seed. DeMar Hamlin is the odds on favorite to win comeback player of the year. I know there's no real criteria though for the award. How do you think this vote goes if Flacco continues this pace and Cleveland's in the postseason? It's only it's all, the voting accounts for only regular season, not postseason. Flacco doesn't deserve to win it over somebody's been playing all season. And Demar Hamlin hasn't played. I vote for somebody who has played, who's overcome adversity. I don't take a guy who's been just played bad and all of a sudden he plays great. I want a guy that's been injured or something that where it actually means comeback. But you're right, Jonathan. There is no criteria. The voters. And you put it any way you want to do it. I think DeMar Hamlin is going to run away with it. And Flacco will probably get a few votes, but uh, I prefer somebody that's played the entire season. We say it's Flacco. We would prefer Flacco or Baker Mayfield based on their play this year. And Mayfield played last year. You know, he's just played better. To me, it's not somebody, in my opinion, just who's played better. you got to have been down and out, and you come back usually for somebody from injury or illness. That's who I'm looking for, not somebody who had a change of zip code and all of a sudden played better like Baker Mayfield. I'm sure he'll get some votes too. Several several zip codes there in the last 12 months for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, what about, uh, let's just throw in Tua for the discussion then. No, Tua played all year until he got hurt and hit his head, concussion. Right. Now he, if, if he beats Buffalo, he might be finished number two in uh, MVP voting the Offensive player of the year is going to be Tyreek Hill or, or Christian McCaffrey. Uh, just you, depends on your cup of tea about what a player does uh, for his team. Uh, but a quarterback will be the MVP, and one of those guys will be offensive player of the year. And defensive player of the year is up as well. What do you make of Buffalo? They they pull one out when they shouldn't have uh, against the Chargers, and they're still squarely right there. They could end up winning the division, even though Miami has a two-game lead. Miami takes on Baltimore on the road. Buffalo has New England, and then they play each other in two weeks. And Miami closing schedule is brutal with a capital B. If they were to lose to Baltimore, but then win at home over Buffalo after the way the Bills humiliated them earlier in the season, you know, I think to a time of Iloa would be an MVP conversation. But right now, uh, I'm gonna. I think Miami's gonna beat them uh, down there. Buffalo will be a wild card team. Nobody wants to play. And uh, somebody said, "Well, what if Buffalo wins out and wins the division? Shouldn't Josh Allen be in the MVP conversation?" And I would say, if that happens, he should be. John, I'm the gambling resident here at Outkick, if if you will. Uh, there's a few of us, but I have a, a, always a funny question about week 17. Now we also have week 18. So we know systematically eight teams are already eliminated from the playoffs, but they still have games to play over the next two weeks. How do you like to approach week 17 and 18 when you're just looking to see who's actually going to lose a game? Like you look at the, the Bears and the Broncos, the Raiders and the Saints, while they're pretty much on the outside looking in, they still have, you know, maybe an 8 or 12% chance to make the playoffs. John, 30 seconds. When it comes to gambling, I always want the hot team that has the most to play for. Nobody loses on purpose. But some teams have just packed it in. That happens every year. So I'd be very careful about taking an underdog that had nothing to play for. Yes. John, never the underdog. Always the favorite on this show. John, thank you as always, man. We'll catch up soon. 
Jonathan Kelly, thank you very much for having me. SportsRadio610.com is where you can find his great work, audio, video, columns, and more. At McLean underscore on underscore NFL as well on social. Coming up, alphas and betas of the weekend. And, well, there's one that includes a Porsche. What's next? No Withrow this week. Kelly Stewart in. In studio. Thankful for that. Thank you, Kelly. Hot my with Hutton Withrow rolls on. So, uh, Chad loves the dad hat at the Outkick store. Uh, the new and improved Outkick store. It's available right now. You can stock up on golf polos, t-shirts, hats, and more. Shop.outkick.com. That's shop.outkick.com. Do I know what a dad hat is? No, I don't. I think it's the one with, like, the rope, right? Is like that, that. That's like it's, a dad it's, hat. It's just the rope thing? I thought I think, that was just like a throwback hat. Oh, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I, thought, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know it was a dad hat. You're supposed to know these things. No, I'm not. I'll ask the stylist. Okay, thanks. Yeah. She's going to be like, why? She'll know the answer, though. Shop.outkick.com is, is where you can get it. Uh, so each week, Chad and I will pick out the, the alphas and betas of the weekend. And we've got plenty to choose from. Good and the bad. We start with the alphas. Regardless of how you feel about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh and what's gone down with Connor Stallions, because, again, there is an inherent advantage based on knowing those signs and having the guy next to your offensive defensive coordinator as they make adjustments. This lands in the alpha spot for me because 10 years, $125 million offer, and Kelly, I, I don't care what uh, is going on with the NCAA. That is an alpha position that Harbaugh currently sits in. Going into the college football playoff, beating Ohio State now, owning Ryan Day, and now sits in the spot as the number one team in the country. Albeit they didn't, they didn't draw Florida State, they're getting Alabama. But if they do what you expect them to do, which is win... 10 years, 125 turns into what? It turns into whatever Jim Harbaugh says, pay me. And he's either going to get that in from Michigan, which they've tried to back him the whole way, or he'll bolt for, the, bolt for the NFL and get power over dollars. But will Michigan be able to keep him if some of the money is similar to what we saw McVay get to stay with the extension similar to what we've heard with Sean Payton, who got paid handsomely to go to Denver. No doubt he was offered something similar to whatever Payton received from Denver because they paid Sean Payton that money. I think he's bolting, but he sits in a great spot because he gets to leverage once again for the third consecutive year, college versus the NFL, and he gets to leverage himself once again against Michigan where he sits back and says, okay, you want me to sign this contract where I can't flirt with the NFL or, or talk to the NFL about jobs? Um, I just won the title. You're going to have to uh, boost this offer because this offer's been on the table well before we departed for the matchup against Bama in the college football playoff. Alpha. Yeah, he's definitely an alpha. You have, you have to give him that credit. I will say this. If he loses, though, to Bama on Monday, I'm, I'm revoking his alpha card. At that point in time, you have not won a okay. single college football playoff game. You're, I can't put you in the same conversation okay. as a Nick Saban. 
as a Kirby Smart. And and those are both coaches that are being paid very well and not $125 million 10, 10 I mean, year deal. You've got Saban, Kirby Smart, Dabo. I mean, it is a, it is a, hang on, I, it, hang on. I don't know it's if I can a put Dabo short, in that conversation. Name the, the, the so the, the Jimbo Fisher resume. Yeah, but I wouldn't put who, Jimbo in but, that. But who, the coaches that are getting paid who have done nothing, the coaches who are getting paid now who have not even played for a title, the, the resume of actually winning the championship is very short right now in college football. That's Where everyone's fair. getting paid a boatload of money to fail. But I and don't understand in this that. Case, in this case, though, I mean, he took a pay cut a couple a handful of years ago because he was, you know, put on probation. They didn't end up firing him, but he won it back. Uh, I, either way, even if he loses, he's got ten years, one twenty-five. You know, that's crazy. He does have ten years, one twenty-five. I know it's crazy, but like that's the that's the going rate now for a, a team that just makes the college football play but doesn't win. That's what these guys get paid. It's nuts to me the offers for not actually capitalizing. I don't understand it. Now, granted, my alma mater can never even be in that type of conversation money-wise. Just not there. Oh, Texas okay. A&M's got more money than oil money than God. We know this. Yes. And they're going to continue to do that. Same thing with Texas, though. Look, Texas yeah. ran off Mac Brown. For what purpose? Oh, because he had a couple of uh, you know eight-win seasons, nine-win seasons. Not right. good enough. A lot of these universities have championship or bust mentalities. Why isn't Michigan holding Harbaugh to the same standard? Well, because he's getting them to the, the level where their their standard is beat Ohio State okay. and play for a title. And But he hasn't got to play for a title because he well, hasn't even gotten past the semifinals. But you're not seeing anyone else from the Big Ten do that. He's being judged on that. That's uh, fair. And this past well, offseason. Well, that's not true. This because... past offseason, though, they, they had drills that weren't about the Buckeyes. It was about the Bulldogs in Georgia. Like they had periods in practice this offseason that was the Georgia period. They were planning to be... You know, they've been physical against the Big Ten and not so much in the college football playoff. It wasn't TCU uh, because TCU had the dummy signals. Uh, it turns out that did help. <laughs> it turns out it did help. But also, let's talk about Ohio State. Yeah. Probably should have beat Georgia if Ryan Day didn't play so conservatively. I mean, he played for the field goal. That was an, I mean, All that I, was an insane game. That was an that insane was game. The, that was the championship game. Right. But here's my problem. We cannot hold these other guys to a standard. Nick Saban has basically the, got like all but a lifetime contract to Alabama, correct? Yeah, yes, of course. Right. But at Same what, for Kirby Smart. Okay, but at what point do those fan bases say, okay. With Saban, never. With Kirby Smart, never. Okay. Or with the back-to-back -back titles. But you're right about you're, Harbaugh. So if, so if next there, year Kirby Smart wins seven games, and then the next year he wins seven games and then the following season he wants maybe eight well at, but they're not going to that's not going to be the issue at georgia i'm just wondering where the where the where the floor is right because well, the floor would be that so the floor is going to be difficult to figure out now because the 12 team playoff is going to make a fair. lot of coaches yes, feel is. like they're successful correct that's now that's the standard um there so i mean if georgia has to you know god forbid georgia has to host a, a game in the first round of the playoff instead of getting the bye uh, which they would be doing this and, year. And there could be a very scrappy underdog team. Yeah, there could be. I would rather play uh, some of these other conferences like Washington, Florida State, Michigan, than I would want to play Georgia or Alabama right now. Right, so we know Liberty would be in, right? 
I don't think yes. Liberty is going to go into Athens and spring the upset, but I no. think that they could go in there and put up a dogfight. Well, but I, I mean, I, th- I think that's a boat race type game on the road in Athens. It could be. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that Georgia doesn't get caught looking ahead. And yes, what, it's still a playoff game. But, but what it's... you get is the you get the USC effect that Tulane had. Where Correct. Tulane beat USC yes. last year. Uh, those games are going to happen. But I think the, the raises, the clause in the contract, the what well, you know, that it's going to be difficult to figure out where the bar is because programs like Ole Miss, Kentucky, uh, just look at the SEC. LSU's on a different plane with what Brian yeah, Kelly's expected look, to look, do. Look what's going on with Brian Kelly. Do you not hearing these whisperings? Like all of a sudden, he's wanting to jump ship. Well, I don't know for uh, where. I, I don't know. Whoever wants to pay him more money to not have to play in the SEC. Look, you look at Jimbo Fisher, and that was... If I he didn't want to play in the SEC, though, he wouldn't have left Notre Dame. He wanted he wanted to play. He wanted to face Saban. And, no, he and now here we are, two years later, three, two and a half and, years later. But the, the, the money involved in the buyouts, if you end up... I mean, 42 to 45% of the athletic budgets in the Power Five, on average, go to buyouts... And, and payments to coaches or, or administrators who are no longer in those walls. Right, but you have to remember, I don't come from that world. But That, that but, would be the neighboring school across the, across well, the highway. Okay. They're still paying former coaches because they make bad hires, right? So my problem is, is that I know why Michigan wants to lock Harbaugh up. They want him for the next 10 years, so they have basically relatively stress-free. They know that the bottom with Harbaugh is eight games. They know that the ceiling is national championship possibilities. So that makes sense why they want to. But I do also think that that is a big commitment for a guy that does not have a national championship and has not performed well in the college football playoff. Well, you'll, you'll lose him if you don't get the commitment. I think the fear of losing and, and, and what happens in the replacement era right. is larger than expectation of where we're going. I think that's fair. Um, because, again, look, look at the money. At, at I mean, Orgeron, the grass is not greener on the other side. You brought up Brian Kelly. The right. grass is not greener. You ran off a coach who had won you a national championship two years prior. For what? A guy who doesn't fit culturally. All, a although, guy who costs more money. And a guy who could have won a national championship with Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, well, but although last year was very surprising for what Kelly did in year one compared to what we've seen this year. And he's got the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from out west too. I mean, he's done a nice job at LSU, considering but I the expectation think, of what we thought week one. I don't think LSU fans are happy with him, and I think that fans that's, are not. But so, are we judging LSU and Bama and Georgia? Are we judging like Kentucky, Ole Miss? Because those those coaches too are getting paid. Texas A and M, you know, they're, they're spending top dollar. Well, yeah, but Texas A and M fans have been off the rails since basically. The week, the week three of his first season. But look at the list of coaches that are paid more than Harbaugh and what Harbaugh has done at Michigan compared to those coaches. So, I mean, if you're just, just judging based on results, while there's no title, there are far better results in Ann Arbor than what we've seen, and these coaches continue to just cash these checks. And while it's never been more difficult to be the coach in college football where you can't even run a player, uh, you have uh, exercise, uh, discipline exercise in Minnesota. Apparently, that's that's out of the realm of of punishment now. Um, yeah, I I look at what Harbaugh's done and think that's the standard, and that's why Brian Day there's you know, chirping about him being on the hot seat because he can't beat Harbaugh. It's not because he can't win against other opponents. 
Uh, he's done a nice job except for facing Michigan. And even this year, he didn't face Harbaugh in that game. And he still lost. Still lost. And, and in an embarrassing and paid, fashion. And he's paid more than Harbaugh right now. Is he really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, I mean, there are, again, there are a number of coaches. He's right now Harbaugh, I believe, is making less than Lane Kiffin, just based on results. Again, it's and I think crazy, Lane's doing a tremendous money. job. Stupid I think money. he's doing a tremendous job. I think he's a culture guy. I think Lane is is very beloved in Oxford, but he didn't sign that contract that says I can't flirt with other teams. That is also true, and that's what they're asking Harbaugh to do, because I they don't fear the other programs in college football. Michigan fears replacing him after he bolts for the NFL, where the hiring process, it's much later after the college football cycle has gone through. So you're chasing the NFL teams, not coaches that could replace Harbaugh at that time. The timing's off. Yeah, I don't know who Michigan could go out and get right now. If if Harbaugh bolts, let's say he wins a national championship and then he's they gone. Would, they would turn to uh, the, their assistants. They oh. would elevate one of their, they would up, uh, elevate and that, more. That to me is one of the worst things I think you can do. Uh, there are, there are far worse gifts. Far, it, it, it's tough to top, but maybe none better than a Porsche. Uh, Otani gifts Joe Kelly, his, his wife, a Porsche because she led the campaign with the Dodgers. Uh, that was the hashtag O-Take17, the number 17. Joe Kelly gave 17 to Otani when he joined the Dodgers. And Otani shows up uh, and says, hey, let's send Joe Kelly's wife a Porsche. And that's exactly what happened, where someone drove the Porsche over and said, Otani says he wants you to have this. Merry Christmas for leading the campaign for number 17. I, this happens a lot in the NFL where you come in and you buy the, you have to pay for yeah. the number, which is just crazy too. Um, but you want the number so bad. No matter where Otani was going, he was going to get any number he wanted to immediately. But you don't think the case, Dodgers had anything to do with that? Like, hey, Joe, if we get this guy, just so you know, no, you have to I give mean, him seventeen. No, because because Joe's Joe was going to do it, but they were recruiting him, and it was the O take seventeen hashtag, where it's like, hey, you come here, you're getting your number automatically, which he would do anyway. But I, you know, partnership with Porsche or not, like the guy's taking, uh, there he's bumping the payments down the road, years down the road. And then he's doing all the right things. And so did Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's the guy that threw at the Astros when no one else would. Whenever he's back with a, uh, he's, he's pitching on the mound and you've got the great meme of him, uh, you know, taunting as he goes to the, to the dugout. And now his wife is giving up his husband's number. It's a great job of the Kellys and great job by Otani. You would Who? drive a Porsche, right? No, never. Why would I want to drive a Porsche? I know. Again, you're filthy rich. That's why. Headlines next. Next. 